three times a week. The Right Time with Bamani Jones podcast brings you the latest from technology, music, and the very best analysis of the games. Plus, we have a community of friends, including Dominique Foxworth for Foxworth Fridays. That's The Right Time with Bamani Jones, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen, wherever you get your podcasts, and Wednesdays and Fridays, podcasts are also available on ESPN's YouTube channel. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. It is a Monday, so I need to mark and Tyler Fulgham getting you started on your wagering week. Congratulations to Matt Fitzpatrick, of course, who uh, won the United States Open at the Country Club on Sunday. Great shot on 18 to secure that. Don't know if you had any shares of Matt Fitzpatrick in any way, shape, or form, but I'm pretty sure you've been a guy, or a, a gal, I should say, Anita, who's recognized how good this kid is and uh, how his first major was merely just a matter of time and uh, a win, not if situation for Fitzy. Absolutely. Uh, I had him going in. I, I put money down. You got some good nice. odds for him to finish in the top five. Um, I did not play him to win because, as we know, this is the first time that he has won uh, on the PGA Tour on American soil, albeit a, uh, a major championship. I put a lot of money down on Willie Zalatoris going into oh. yesterday. Um, you know, I had him winning it. I had him shooting under 72 and a half. Um, I did I did I did wager I did wager three to one that uh, there would be a playoff. So I was hoping I was hoping he'd make that putt at the end and then win it. And then uh, that would have been a nice payday for me. But nonetheless, uh, you're, you're talking about two of the best in the business. And I think we're going to see these two guys compete and give us some really great golf for the next decade. Sounds like one of your pups is bad that Willie Z's uh, putt on yeah. just <laughs> slid by the hole because maybe uh, he or she would have gotten a new collar or, uh, or a new outfit that you can uh, dress them in. So, yeah, it sounds Another, like they're pretty. A new, a new bully stick is what, <laughs> is, bully is stick what they're is what, missing what out What they're on. looking for. So, dang it, Willie Z. <laughs> Uh, great, great read on uh, Zal Torres, though. He, he definitely made it close. Of course, Scotty Scheffler was there as well. Both those guys finishing five under, one off the pace of uh, Fitzpatrick, who did not have a round over par at a United States Open. He fired 368s in a Friday 70 um, on a par 70 course. So just unreal to not have a, a round over par in those conditions at a course like that. So well earned that first champion, uh, first major championship. And I think I you tweeted this as well. Maybe our first major champion to wear braces seen in a long time, Maddie Fitzpatrick. Um, all right, speaking of championships, the NHL final, the championship of the hockey season continues on Monday night, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN. Puck will drop in Tampa as the series moves to Florida. Colorado Avalanche are up 2-0, and they look pretty dang good. Got a game one victory in overtime, and then a 7-0 whitewashing of the Lightning endgame, too. Absolutely uh, destroying the Lightning. So they're up 2-0 in this series, but as the cliche goes, whether you believe it or not, series doesn't start till a uh, home team loses a game. An opportunity for Tampa to get back in it tonight where they are a slight favorite, a, a slight dying favorite, minus 115 on the money line, Colorado minus 105. Um, if you want to play Colorado on the puck line, plus a goal and a half, that's minus 270. Tampa Bay minus a goal and a half, plus 220. Total sitting at six, which we have seen uh, for this series. Both games have gone over with seven goals. Uh, do you think any of the Lightning can get on the board in this series, or has Colorado impressed you uh, enough to uh, take them uh, to win this game in some way, shape, or form and have a 3-0 series lead? 
Yeah, I am all about the avalanche here. So I'm going to play Colorado on the money line. I'm going to play the under. I'm also going to play that Colorado sweeps in this series at plus 250. They're just, I just, Tyler, I just think they're too good. Okay. They're 14 and two in the playoffs, undefeated on the road. Their speed, their defense, their blue line, top notch. They're three for, for seven in power plays. They're six for six in, in penalty kills. And I wonder if Tampa Bay's got a little fatigue, very similar to what I think we saw with the Celtics, the fact that their series have gone the distance. Meanwhile, Colorado has just destroyed people to get here. I also like the under here. I think that the Tampa Bay is going to play better defense at home. They've only given up five goals in their last five home games. But also, like I said, Colorado's defense is so good. Tampa's only got 29 shots in game two, only 16 at the net. And so I think we're going to see a, a much better defensive performance from both teams. That's why I like the under at six tonight. And last but not least, my prop bet, I'm going Kemper under 27 and a half saves. Why? Again, Tampa Bay only 29 shots in game two, limited because of that avalanche defense, not getting a lot of looks at net, only 29 shots. Like I said, 28% puck possession for Tampa Bay. And, uh, and again, Colorado's defense is just too good. So those are, those are, uh, that's how I'm playing the game tonight. Yeah, I like that uh, Kemper under 27 and a half. I noticed that as well is that, you know, his his market versus Vasilevsky is like five shots lower. I think it's 32 and a half for Vasilevsky. That's his prop and it's 27 and a half for Kemper. And it's just indicating that Colorado um, is just in terms of who's getting more shots on goal. Um, it's been the avalanche, not just in this series, but throughout the uh, postseason. Kemper doesn't see as much work as whoever's uh, on the other side of the ice. So I did like that. I have some faith in, in Tampa. Maybe it's misguided. Maybe it's naive. But uh, it's very possible what you say after running through back-to-back postseasons and winning two straight Stanley Cups. Maybe it's catching up to this Tampa Bay team that they're just a little bit tired. And, of course, the Colorado Avalanche just appear to be you know, a really, really awesome team. But um, I think the most comfortable way to bet this game for me is over six. Um, so we're on opposite sides there. That's at even money. Six is juiced to minus 120 on Caesars. Uh, again, both games have gone over the total. Uh, we had overtime in game one, and then it was all avalanche with their seven goals in game two uh, that got us over that total. I do think the way the avalanche offense travels and has traveled this postseason is good for the over. I think Tampa Bay is going to bounce back. That's an, that was an embarrassing game. 7 nothing was just thoroughly embarrassing. I think you're going to see, especially with the juice from their home crowd and how fired up that arena is going to be, that first period, I think you're really going to see a extraordinarily focused and intense effort. Every shift, every check, they're going to finish. They're going to make sure to put shots on goal because, you know, like I said, at this point, no shot's a bad shot. Throw something at the net and see what happens. Maybe you get a juicy rebound. Maybe some traffic in front um, prevents Kemper from getting a good eye on the puck. But at this point, you've got to just fire the puck at net and be a little a little more aggressive offensively uh, to match what the Colorado Avalanche can do with their speed and skill because uh, you're not going to be as fast in the neutral zone as Colorado. You're not going to have the skill attacking the net. But at some point, you got to try and equalize it, I think, on your home ice by being a little more physical, throwing pucks at net, and trying to make this game a little ugly. So if that happens, I think we can get a game that is tied 3-3 at the end of regulation um, or is a 4-2 game uh, at the end of regulation with maybe an empty net goal added on to make it a 5-2 game with uh, someone pulled. But I do think uh, the most comfortable way, regardless of who wins, 
And I want to lean Tampa Bay, but I'm admittedly scared because the way the Avalanche have looked, I'm just going to go over six goals um, at even money uh, for tonight's game three. Again, puck drop is at eight Eastern, five Pacific on ABC. Moving to the Diamond, pretty decent day of uh, baseball that we can look at here. Some good pitchers on the bump. The, uh, I guess, highlight on the uh, marquee would be a matchup in Tampa Bay between Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Shane McClanahan and the Rays. So don't know how crowded that game will be with actual Tampa Bay Ray fans because of what's happening uh, down the street um, on the ice. So it may be a decided New York Yankee home field advantage, despite this game being in Tampa. I'm sure there's a lot of Yankee fans who live down in Southern Florida, whether they're retired or uh, visiting down there. But uh, the Yankees are a minus 130 money line favorite with Garrett Cole the bump against Shane McClanahan. You have a minuscule total of six and a half in this game. I like to play it this way, Anita McClanahan over six and a half K's. It's pretty juicy at minus 157, but he's made 13 starts this year and he's had seven or more K's in 12 of them, including both starts against the Yankees where he's had seven strikeouts. One of those was last week. So McClanahan is the best strikeout pitcher we have in baseball right now. He's got a 35% K rate. The Yankees are a formidable lineup, but they can strike out, swing and miss. And McClanahan's doing that better than anyone in baseball right now. So I'll, I'll keep riding that uh, because McClanahan's hit that prop. 12 out of 13 times he's towed the rubber this season. Anything you like in that game or any other games that are worth mentioning on the diamond? So it's interesting because I'm on the opposite side here. Oh, I'm no. take, I am. I'm going to take McClanahan to go under seven and a half strikeouts at around even money. So interesting. All right, we can, we can middle this. We can middle we'll this. See how, we'll see how this, we'll see how this plays <laughs> out. We'll see how this plays out, man. I mean, like maybe, you know, a bottle of wine in one of our futures. Um, but, uh, but, but a few plays here that I do like on tonight's slate and that's the Tigers and the Red Sox. I like under nine and a half runs. You've got two rookies that are battling it out. And, and I think that's a big reason why this over under is it nine and a half. Um, you know, Tigers have Frito going to uh, going to the bump, as we like to call first round pick. And he's been solid. Nothing tremendous, but pretty solid. I don't see him going more than five innings. And Detroit actually has uh, the seventh best bullpen in Major League Baseball with a 3-2-3 ERA. They've only allowed seven home runs. And, and for the Red Sox, uh, you know, as we know, they play solid defense. And both these teams, these unders, have hit frequently. Uh, for both the Red Sox and the Tigers. So I just think nine and a half is a lot. So I'm going to take the under there. Also, uh, there's two teams that I like on the run line tonight. And the first is the Angels. Um, Mike Trout has just been a man possessed over the weekend. Not sure how many people have been paying attention, but five home runs over the weekend. Uh, he's got 21 on the season. He's fantastic against left-handed pitchers with a 3.58 ERA. Um, and he's going up against Bubik. Uh, who is 0-4 with an 8-3-6 ERA. Uh, opposing pitchers are averaging, uh, opposing batters are averaging 302 batting average against them. It's kind of like taking BP. And Kansas City has allowed 69 home runs this season. So I just think the Angels just annihilate Kansas City. So I'm going to take them on the run line. And also I'm going to take the Braves on the run line against San Francisco. Uh, the Braves have won five straight. Seven straight at home. Max Freed, he's been dealing all season, seven and two with a 290 ERA. He's three and zero with a 205 ERA against San Francisco. And Logan Webb is pitching for San Francisco on the road. He's four two five. And Austin Riley, who I love, which by the way, I know we've got our bet 
uh, digital show coming your way at four o'clock this afternoon. Uh, might put a little money down on Austin Riley hitting another home run today, Tyler. So, uh, so I do like the Braves on the run line as well. Those are my three favorite plays. All right. One more that uh, I do want to mention is that's caught my attention is the White Sox at home against the Blue Jays. They're an underdog, a slight dog, plus 105 on the money line with Lance Lynn on the bump against Jose Barrios. Um, I like Lance Lynn. Uh, I like the White Sox as a dog. I would take them as a dog. And uh, one way I really like to try and extract some value from betting baseball is take the starting pitcher to earn the victory. So if Lance Lynn and the White Sox do win and Lynn pitches long enough and well enough to earn that victory, it's plus 215. So you get a really nice return on your investment. Uh, Lance Lynn came off the IL and immediately threw 88 pitches. This guy's always been a workhorse, so he should be able to pitch at least into the fifth or sixth inning. The Blue Jays are a predominantly all right-handed lineup, and although they have some power, obviously, and some pop, uh, Lance Lynn is a guy who just uses basically a fastball and a cut fastball to um, neutralize right-handed hitters. It's lefties that give him some trouble, and there's really no lefties in Toronto's lineup. So uh, I like Lynn. Um, I think his strikeout prop is five and a half. I would go over that. I like him to earn the win at plus 215. That's my favorite way to bet because, again, I think he can um, hold this predominantly right-handed lineup in check and not worried about pitch count with him because he's an old horse uh, that Tony LaRusso will ride. And we've already seen him throw 88 pitches in his first start off the IL 90 plus should be well within reason here um, as long as he's not getting roughed up. So that's, I think maybe my favorite way uh, to bet today in big league baseball. And I might make that my best bet stand daily wager. We shall see. That'll do it, though, for the Monday edition of the Daily Wager podcast. A little more than 10 minutes the bets you uh, need and want, as promised, from Anita and myself. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. That helps us out tremendously. Daily Wage will be on its normal time and slot, ESPN2, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, and bet, as Anita said, on our digital platforms like our YouTube channel, forward slash ESPN Sports Betting, starts at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and of course, you can watch that on demand anytime you want. All right, everyone, good luck this evening in all of your betting endeavors, and we'll see you back here tomorrow on the DW Podcast.